Welcome, guys, uh, to the Careers in the Cloud podcast. This is episode four. I think it's episode four, if I'm not mistaken. Four or five. He's lost count, He's lost count already. He's done four episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Losing count already. Exactly. We, we, got some, we got some unfamiliar faces on the podcast today, Matt. No, I, I would say I would say familiar, actually. I think <laughs> Okay, those though. But uh, but no, you, you guys know who we are. You know myself, Modi, so you know Hemi, you know Alice. But uh, the, the guests of honor really are, are Kidan and, and Johan. And what I'm I'm most excited about, I think, talking about on, on this episode is just like the history that the three of us have had and even the two of you or the history that the two of you have had before kind of we all got connected. And it really is like a bit of a chain reaction from Kidan being based back home in India, working at Salesforce, um, looking to relocate, uh, you know, to a, a new country for some new opportunities opportunity, which uh, at the time, right, COVID-19, right, being based in a country that was heavily hit, kind of all odds stacked against you in, in a way that's just kind of how, how things ended up being. But uh, from getting in touch with Johan and the three of us getting in touch together, and I guess your mindset and your outlook and how that sort of changed from when, you know, you started, good place, but what you picked up along the way changed your strategy, ended up uh, landing you in, in, I guess, Berlin, where you'll be flying out soon, no? Yes, yes, Mauricio. Nice. Well, yes. please introduce so, yourself by all means so as the, the viewers watch and know who you are. If they don't already, I'd be shocked. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, thank, thank you for the uh, introduction, Mauricio. So uh, I am Kiran. Uh, I have joined uh, Summer as an architect. So uh, currently, because of the COVID situation, I am working from India, but I, I'll be uh, moving to Berlin soon. Nice. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. So... Yeah. So I was, uh, before joining SumUp, I was working in uh, Salesforce India as a developer support engineer. Mm -hmm. And it's a customer facing role where I work with uh, the global customers on their customization related issues. And then, yeah, the things happened. And when I decided that, okay, I'm going to be on the architect path. So I made sure that I, I do, I'm doing all the background work related to it, being uh, associated with a lot of architect summits, completing the certifications, doing POCs, mentoring people. So that is a quick introduction about the background work that I did uh, before thinking, before uh, building that architect mindset, to be honest. So, yeah. Johan, it's all you. Who are you? No one knows uh, you. No. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm Johan, an admin from Berlin. Um, I'm welcoming Kiran soon to have um, tasty Indian food. I think I know half of the Indian restaurants in Berlin. I can show hey. you around. Welcome. And with sum up, I know you have some of the best minds around you. Great, great place to get your architect skills. Yes, and I know Kieran since I think a year ago, he was one of the first 15 people um, in the Saima group. He even was a participant as a, an early supporter there. And I'm super happy to, that you relocated and I, I learned a lot from Kieran. I have to say, if I want to relocate in the future, I will ask Kieran about how to go about it. Yeah, right. Like if you can, if you can do what you did, dude, that's the... Uh... I think the biggest point that I hope people take away from this is like, if you can make what you made happen, dude, you can go anywhere in the world, wherever you are, there's a way to do it. But the process I think that you took and, and the learnings is, is really, I think the most interesting point. So let's back this up then, right. To, to when you started to think in your mind that you wanted to maybe relocate, why were you thinking that? And where were you thinking? going? Yeah. Yeah. Mauricio. So the uh, thought process about uh, uh, changing a job happened um, five to six months back. Mm -hmm. 
where I was working as a developer support engineer working on cases. I was trying to understand a lot of new features in Salesforce. And since I was working in Salesforce, I got a lot of opportunities uh, to, to directly interact with the research and development team and a lot, uh, spe- lot of SMEs. But one thing that I was uh, missing is to work on, uh, say, uh, maybe a one problem end-to-end. Maybe say uh, you cannot be an architect without working on a problem end-to-end without having the architect mindset of designing solutions for a larger uh, larger audience. So uh, that is what I was missing. I was working only on silos. Maybe one incident which may be related to an Apex CPU time limit exceeded or one piece related to integration, but I was missing the complete picture. So the understanding of complete picture or even the design aspects as well. And uh, the mind, I mean, the idea to be an architect uh, stemmed long back, but I was uh, under an impression that this particular role in Salesforce was not quite conducive for me to uh, to be in that path. That is when I thought, okay, this is this has to uh, move somewhere because I tried internally to be honest. That is the first place everyone checks. So internal job movement is not that quite easy. And considering the background that I have, I had a good developer background. And I was working as a developer support engineer. So getting your first architect role is not quite easy, right? So yeah, and within an organization also, and in an organization like Salesforce, the uh, challenges get manifold. So I thought of looking out. And when I uh, thought about few countries that I can move in order to start an architect role, I, I listed out few countries. Germany, uh, to be honest, is not my first choice. And I listed out... <laughs> <laughs> no, no disrespect, Germany. But you no, were no first choice. I think I think it was the food writer. Kieran was going off where the best cuisine is. He was like, okay, maybe it's not <laughs> you don't move to Germany, you move to Berlin. Exactly. This is not the same true. thing. True. I'll, I'll come back to that point. One of the best later. cities yeah, in the world, yeah, definitely. I would, not, the world. I would not live in Germany. I would live in Berlin, fine. Well, <laughs> right. Right. So the countries that uh, I targeted initially, like four, three, four countries, one being Australia, uh, United Kingdom, Canada and uh, Germany. So a few of the criteria that I had in mind, apart from food, obviously, uh, is <laughs> is the uh, current Salesforce market and how welcoming are they to the uh, international uh, candidates and how the uh, uh, structure looks like and how the market looks like and what is the future scope. This It is not quite easy to get it from a Google search. It, it's not that easy. So so we had to... Uh, I, was, I, had, I, was just picturing, I was just picturing Kiran going, Australia. Indian food now. I'm not going to explain So your research was Google Images and you just searched for Indian food and you checked how well the food looks in this country? <laughs> no, no, I hadn't. So, so it was not quite easy, to be honest. So I had to uh, speak with a lot of people. Luckily, I had a, a good number of connections in each of these mentioned countries. Mm-hmm. So uh, people from uh, Salesforce, people from Deloitte, people from Accenture. So these people were working in the respective countries and I reached out to them, uh, telling them, like, I'm, a, I'm in this situation. I'm looking for this. And uh, and uh, unluckily, like that is when uh, COVID picked up and most of the countries that I mentioned either uh, made a hiring freeze or 
put India in a high variant risk and travel from uh, India is almost impossible in the countries that I mentioned, like Australia, United Kingdom. They just close the borders straight away. But one thing that uh, helped at that point of time, only a couple, couple of options were there. One was Canada, another one was Germany. And that's when uh, I started the uh, job search and narrowed down on Germany because of a lot of positive uh, inputs that I uh, got related to Germany. Did you, did you so, see the weather in Canada, Kieran? Or you like, you know, <laughs> I think I'll, I think I'll give Germany a go, even though Germany still is cold in its yeah, own self. So right, so, man, come on, it's nowhere near Canada. Like, no, no, near Canada. Kieran, Kieran going out in his fur jacket and, and boots. <laughs> and, and you, and you, you, you are imagining me in all the possible uh, situations, be it food, be it weather. So, <laughs> you think about these things. We we spoke to a candidate yesterday about Finland, mm-hmm. Kieran, and uh, right. he was from India, and he just said. Dude, there's no way I'm going to Finland. I think I'd actually die of, of the cold. So these are things that you definitely have to consider, right? Because when I relocated and anyone relocates, I think, would you advise, Kieran, that they have to do all that research, like the place they're going to live, the culture, the food, the society, like is these things important and are these things that you looked at as well? Maybe I would say like a must to have and good to have, like m- like you, the, the, if you take any place for that matter, there will be some disadvantages, mm-hmm. right? Maybe few uh, places may not be uh, easy to break in because of a language barrier, maybe yeah. a small uh, Salesforce market. So uh, there are positives and negatives in each and every market, uh, to be honest. And it, it varies uh, person to person. Like I was focusing on only few factors that I mentioned uh, at the start. Mm-hmm. Certainly weather was not one. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, with, with, with Germany, Kieran, I was going to say, and Johan, you can you can definitely come in here. Some people are tipping Germany to be the biggest Salesforce ecosystem up and coming in Europe, given that London and everything that's going on in the UK that we won't get into with the dirty B word uh, and, and everything with COVID. So, I mean, what do you guys think about that, about Germany taking that mantle about getting the most investment and now being considered probably the hub of, hub of Europe for Salesforce in the next couple of years? You can say it in a negative way. Uh, we in Germany are 10 years behind the US and five years behind the UK. So we have some catching up to do. It's not even, even if, yes, the market is huge. We have a strong industry. We have, there's still lots and lots of old money. There's a, there's some new money with, uh, in Berlin. Uh, Berlin has no old money, only new money. And Kieran, I'm happy that you moved into Berlin. It's very, we have a lot of innovative startups who do great stuff, especially around Salesforce, because the Berlin startups are not about tech startups. We are sales startups. We, we are there for, to make money. Definitely. Not, not develop the cutting edge technology. You know, it's, so and that, so, that's why it's a good move, right? To go instead of moving to North America, where like the market's going to be a bit more like they're hurting for talent out there too. Don't get me wrong, but it's a bit, <laughs> more, uh, it's a bit more saturated as far as competition. Whereas Germany, it's like, yeah, there's great people who are working there. There's just not so many people in the ecosystem in general, which makes room for, for new people to join and actually make an impact. Right. So yeah. there's, there's probably more local Salesforce user groups in New York than in whole of Germany. I believe. So, yeah, very likely, actually, just to think the New York Salesforce market is bigger than the whole of Germany market. Mm. And maybe this already brings me to one of the things I respect about Kieran is the downside is this market is still quite small and people know each other, mm. which makes breaking into a market the hard, even harder because yeah, in yeah. Berlin, especially, we know each other. Yeah. It's definitely a community. It's definitely a community. But it's the tipping point, I guess, right? Is like yes. once once there there's there's 
you know, slightly a bit more people and things start to diversify, the companies who are looking at talent have a bit more options. That's when it starts to become more and more like the UK and North America in some respect, obviously, right? But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I can see that. So you, you've chose in your mind at that point, Germany. Okay, it's like, look, I made my decision. I can't do anything internally, right? I, I have to leave and, I, and I, I would like to leave, you know, my, my, my home country. What was the next step? After that, what did you do? Yeah, next are the series of mistakes that I did, which I'm happy <laughs> <Yeah>. to talk <laughs> about. <laughs> I, I have to take notes now. <laughs> yes. So the first thing that I did is like, uh, I just opened LinkedIn, Salesforce developer, Salesforce architect, Salesforce yeah. administrator, Germany. Yeah. Nice. Get the list of jobs, apply. Easy apply, even yeah. easier. So, <laughs> so, did, so you get, did you get any responses from those? No, not at all. Uh, not advice? at all. Not at all. As expected, actually, because I, 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 I was not sure that I'm doing this uh, huge mistake of not at all uh, uh, tailoring, uh, not at all uh, making sure that I have all the skills, whether my resume is updated and it is whether it has any semblance to what the uh, organization is expecting. And even Sometimes uh, it, uh, it, it would be funny, like uh, I didn't even check whether there is a, a requirement for German language. So just imagine my situation. If the, You're if just I, applying to, to these yeah. roles. And you know what, going back to what you said about, you know, knowing even if the CV was up to standard, I want to say this right now, anyone still using borders on their CVs, please stop. You don't need to use a border. We, we've moved past it. Oh, but... no. <laughs> and, and this might become a this might be a bombshell for people. But I, I think what Kieran touched upon is a big thing because CVs are first impressions, right? And I think if you're applying to a role from India to a client in Germany and they're seeing this profile and maybe your pictures on there as well with this border and they see India that straight away puts you in a in a harder position, right? Because they're thinking about relocation. Is he someone who's culturally going to be able to adapt? So exactly. I can imagine that's something that a lot of people go through. So, sorry, Kieran, exactly. I lost your train of thought. Keep going. <laughs> exactly. So that was that was one of the mistake, and I was not very sure what I was looking for. I was not sure whether I was looking for startups or app exchange partners or MNCs, mm. and that is where. Uh, 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 I reconnected with Johan and Mauricio and we had uh, two lovely sessions. I mean, it, uh, we had a couple of mock interview sessions. Questions were prepared by Mauricio and Johan. I mean, what else I can uh, ask for, to be honest? Like one on one hand, you have uh, a great uh, and a very seasoned uh, headhunter. On the other hand, you have uh, a quite renowned CTA. So uh, these people, yeah. Destined to succeed. Do you think that? And to be honest, I'm lucky enough. I'm lucky enough to uh, have these people as part of my network. And these people made sure that uh, all the rough edges are cleared. So uh, they were giving me very honest feedbacks, to be honest. Like in terms of. First to the second. Like, do you remember that, Johan? Like talking to a different guy, straight up. I wanted to say this name. I'm not sure. Even your English improved so much. Do you agree or it's a complete yeah like i mean i think it's more just like the the first interview you, you kind of just we, we asked some some tough questions right and you, you said what you thought we gave you the feedback and then the second one it was just like all the feedback we gave about being concise being sharp making it more of a conversation that's what made it like that's what made you sound like a completely different guy. And even if you go on to like language skills, I mean no one's gonna because we it was a couple of weeks apart basically no one's gonna you know 
crazily advance their language skills, no matter how much Duolingo or, you know, classes you're going to do in, in a couple of weeks. But the way that you say things literally is, is it changes what people hear essentially. Right. You think it's a, it you think it's a confidence thing as well? Perfect. Yeah. Confidence, everything. It changes ex completely how you're received. And I think that was the biggest uh, thing from the first to the second, but yeah, huge man. Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly because uh, I, I clearly remember. So when whenever I was get a, I was getting a, a technical question from Johan, I used to stutter a lot. I was giving answers for like I mean it doesn't have a start and an end. I was going here and there. It was not at all concise. And <laughs> Johan giving me a very honest feedback. Man, this is how you should start, and you should make it in a sense like you are giving a sense of uh, kind of an engagement with the person who, whom you are speaking with it's not a one way conversation yeah uh, it's like it's an it's an interview and you are in a position where you are going to exchange the ideas exchange your experience and your skills with the other person so he made it uh, he made me uh, realize that it is more conversational and asked me to make sure that the interviewer is also engaged it's not like i should keep on speaking because i remember i was speaking for 10 15 minutes for one one single question so no break so, yeah, like, so no break no break whatsoever so no i had few things on my mind I, I want yeah i wanted to make sure that i i, I complete my point completely so yeah lot, you had though as well like do you hmm? just just bringing you into the conversation do you see this a lot because it's great advice and i know that we've given that advice to a lot of people is it something that you see a lot and is it something that straight away you're like man i know they're not gonna get this job or be able to succeed if they go about answering a question this way yeah and i can say from the other side i was doing interviews or never watching was watching people who do interviews and at, at least in berlin we are very about flat hierarchies and trying to exchange mm. so even if somebody's my manager i have to be honest with this person and this manager relies on me holding a conversation this is what we test for actually in interviews very direct uh, i think that's one thing i admire about the german culture is it's honesty and brutal honesty but yeah. also just that transparency right yeah. which, is, which is different culturally to many countries you know and, yeah. and how they operate and how it's deemed respectful with your line manager on things that you can say things you can't say but i think for you kieran one thing i've always said if you talk longer than 10 minutes on one question I think you've lost the job already. <laughs> exactly. Because, and it was true, like, because uh, it was quite uh, uh, different for me to get such a honest feedback uh, straight away because I was never, never expecting it to be honest. I was thinking I maybe, say, okay, maybe. We started with something positive, like one sentence positive. Kira, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, you, you showed up, great for you. Now let's go. <laughs> I mean, you could have taken it in a negative way, Kieran, because your ego could have been hurt, right? You could have been like, you know, who's this guy, uh, you know, but you took it on board and you actually implemented it and came back even stronger. Because I took notes for maybe two, three pages. I mean, that was the amount of feedback that I got from Johan and Mauricio. So <laughs> I went back, I went back to the drawing room and I made sure that, okay, whatever thoughts that I have in my mind, I made sure that I answer it in a very streamlined way, as much as possible. And made sure that I'm also uh, giving that much of interest to the person who is interviewing me. Like, they should also feel that, okay, this guy is up to something. Okay, he's going to tell tell me something that, that is going to sound interesting. So let me give, give me a little let me give him some two, two to three more minutes let's see what he's coming up with so i made sure that even i'm uh, 
instilling such such level of uh, interaction and mm-hmm. uh, interest with the person whom i am interacting with that, that is a quite a huge takeaway for me uh, when i had this uh, interaction with johan and mauricio mm-hmm. and mauricio is known for uh, giving you some uh, what do you call unexpected questions at unexpected and he is a master at it <laughs> <laughs> he, he certainly is <laughs> I, i think between the three of you um, ls amy and mauricio you heard every question possible or everything We've yeah. heard, yeah, like I've, we've we've heard some some weird ones for sure. Some that are very direct and good, and other ones that are like as tough as why is the sky blue? To be honest, but, yeah, <laughs> I, like I, I've I've got a new one for you. I've got a new one I developed over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, let's let's see Karen in action now. Let's see. Let's see. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see. What's the color of my socks? Johan, come on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I you're thought you nice. Obviously, they're orange, man. Come on. No, okay. I Let me. I'll, I'll take a guess. I'll take a guess. I'll take a guess. Now, now I practice with my architect. Say I don't know. This is what we expect from you, especially in except, Germany. If you except, don't know, except, accepting when you don't know something. But this again, no. Johan. Look, I, I, being a British Indian guy, I can say this, and I can get away with it. You will. You will admit, Kieran. It is maybe in our nature to say yes to everything. Like it's embedded in yes. our mind as true, kids. True. Like your mum and dad just tell us, like, look, whatever it is, say yes. <laughs> no, just, yeah, that's true. Like, just and no, what we will do is, like, we'll, we'll give it a, yes. we'll give it a try. Yeah, we'll give it a try and then back out. <laughs> and, and the best thing is, you'll get all the way to the end, and then that's when you'll finally admit that, by the way, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like, dude, why didn't you say anything for the last four weeks? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I'm as guilty as everybody else. And I maybe follow up on Hamis. If I, as I personally also like to talk, so I use the finger v- version. If I have to answer a question, I use one, two, three. If I'm not done with the answer, it's probably wrong anyway. It's working for yeah, you. Looking at it, right? Looking at it. <laughs> yeah, here you are. Yeah, nobody sees the hand down here. <laughs> so so I'm, what? I'm, uh, Sorry, I, was Sorry. I was going to bring that up, actually, especially uh, for our German audience and people who are, you know, thinking about relocating maybe there about the culture and something I learned over the years. Honesty is always the best way to go and to be direct. Uh, saying that you don't know something, you brought it up, but uh, it, it's super important. And there are so many people that try to give some kind of answer just so they don't feel like they're failing. Um, doesn't help. Maybe in other cultures it works, but uh, in Germany, it's better always to be to be honest, right? Yeah, I think in Salesforce as a whole, though, man, I think you can't be an expert in everything, right? And I think exactly. that that's where you can go away and find the solution, and you know, find that alternative and that different approach. But I think for you, Kieran, the one question I was going to ask you as well is, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get to Berlin? Because there's got to be a Johan kind of drink celebration. Like he's got to have some Indian. <laughs> if, if there's not a butter chicken and a chicken tikka masala <laughs> on the table. When you get there into Berlin, I'll be disappointed, Johan. I, I want to tell you the honest answer here. We have shitty Indian food. We have the oh, worst Indian food. On, we, ma- <laughs> we, we have a lot of it, but but we Germanized it. So sometimes I fly to London just to get good Indian food. Come on. Yes. London's got the best Indian food in the world, man. It's got, I agree it's, there. It's I agree. Food. Even better than India. Is it? Come on. Come on. <laughs> no, you didn't. No. Yeah, but, um, maybe come, um, 
once we did that, of course, we come here and then we do Salesforce architecture. Now, um, Karen, I wanted to ask you, you have been, con once you made this mistake with LinkedIn uh, applying, I have been doing exactly the same. So just apply for jobs via LinkedIn. What was your next step once you realized this doesn't work? Yeah, so uh, then it was kind of uh, fixing the target, wanted to understand what I actually want. Then that's when like, uh, that, was the, that was the conversation that I had with both Mauricio and Johan. And uh, thinking uh, through all those uh, steps that we did, we uh, clearly understood that I'm looking for uh, a design role, kind of an architect or a lead role where I'll be getting an ample ch chance to work on the solutioning part, not just an individual contributor uh, developing stuff and moving on to the next development. No, we made sure that we are looking for these sort of roles. And Johan also uh, uh, gave me a very, uh, uh, very valid and that, that I think that is one single tip which saved me a lot of time. He uh, clearly told me that you have to uh, focus on cities rather than whole of Germany. He classified the market based on uh, the, uh, what you call like say, uh, the first thing that I clearly remember is look for Berlin. Like it is the hub of uh, startups. It's one place where there are a lot of uh, international uh, Salesforce people and one city which welcomes a lot of uh, expats and there is a good demand for uh, English speakers. So that is one, uh, you can say a melting point of all the requirements that they had. I was just trying to picture Kieran not getting that advice from someone and ending up in like Wolfsburg or something. And just <laughs> just being in the middle of nowhere and being like, dude, because, man, it's great advice, man, because the one thing I was going to say to you, Kieran, as well, like, it, was there any, when COVID hit and things changed, right, and then India obviously recently going through the time it has been, and it's getting better now, as we're filming this, you know, I can see state by state, India is getting better, so thoughts to people in India and all around the world. Were you scared at any point though? Like, come on, man, there's got to be some yes. fear. And, you know, if this yes. doesn't work out, I'm leaving my home, my family, everything in a time which is so weird to the whole world. Like, talk us through that emotion, man. True, true, true. I mean, because uh, I remember like when I got, uh, when I, I started applying for the roles in Berlin, the first interview that I got is from Samap. So I attended the uh, interview and I got selected. That's it. That was, that's the end of the job search. So I never ever, that was the first and last uh, interview that I had with any of the German firm. You had more practice interviews with Maurizio and me than with actual interviews. <laughs> Honestly, like that's, like that's the thing, right? Like you have to be like a sniper when you're going for the actual job, but the prep you do before has to be consistent. And like exactly. when you get that actual job, or when you get that interview, sorry, like you're going to kill it because you've practiced so much as opposed to just spending time with like every, you know, this job, that job that you don't even want. You're sitting there. No one knows what's going on. You haven't really prepared because you don't love it. You know what I mean? They're interviewing you because of whatever reason. You be like a sniper. You pick the ones you love. You prep like crazy. Dude, there you go. There it, you accelerates, are. it accelerates the reality check, though, because yeah. going back to what I was saying to Kieran, when it became real so quick, that's when it's like, okay, this yeah. is it. You know, now it's really there was a lot of self-doubts to be honest. When I was starting, the first thing that I had is like whether am I good enough to uh, move to another uh, country in a better role, and 
whether or the skill skill sets that i have whether the uh, soft skills that i have will actually fit in the organization needs there were a lot of questions to be honest and each with each and uh, every passing day with a lot of uh, preparation from my end and also from a lot of inputs from my network i made sure that i get rid of all those negative thoughts one by one and when i got the first interview call i was like 80 90% sure that i'm going to convert this no matter what because i made sure that uh, i i clearly understand and accept that there is a problem uh, from my end as far as the language proficiency is concerned there is no second thoughts about it so i wanted to make sure that i am projecting uh, with all the other skill sets that i have like working in a team and being proactive and making sure that i'm up to date with all the salesforce skills and kind of a, a a team player who uh, any organization can rely on i made sure that uh, i am a complete person for an organization so that once i have this is actually the uh, confidence part to be honest like once you get the confidence that okay you are uh, good enough to uh, uh, crack any interview then uh, everything will certainly fall, fall in place there may be few obstacles here and there but things will certainly fall okay. in place okay. where like where, where when did you start to feel confident and like what what was the trigger basically where you just started to feel like you know what i am i can't do this like i am i am good enough basically you know uh i can't quite think of one single point maybe it's kind of a gradual process to be honest sure. maybe i was getting rid of one negative at a time maybe uh, maybe in a, a matter of 3 4 weeks i yeah. made sure that okay I, i maybe this is the point where i can certainly apply for jobs with confidence it's not like there is an open job i'm going to apply no yeah. what i was doing uh, at the last phase was targeted search and i was 100% sure that i'm at least going to get an interview call and once the days uh, uh, was close i was under an impression okay this is the time this is the time where i should unleash whatever uh, skills that i have whatever preparation that i that i did so by, far by that this point, i just so, felt like kiran was just like re- raring to go and he was just like you know what i'm going to do this like this is it this is the moment this was his 8 mile m&m moment yeah. where it was like one yeah, i was waiting for just one interview it. call to just be one honest because he's like exactly. i'm going to kill this interview <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so i was waiting for one interview call because i i was pretty sure that i uh, i'm looking for a targeted search the uh, industry is also uh, quite narrow and city is also uh, quite targeted so sure okay i'm going to land up uh, an interview in next 10 15 days even i i, I think i spoke with uh, a guy who's working in deloitte germany he was also asking me your ambition is too too high because i told him like i'm going to land up a job i'm going to receive an <laughs> offer letter within this month and this was march i guess at, at the month company, where with that income at this so, month <laughs> during covid i told him like From i'm going bedroom. to get a job in berlin it's going to be either a lead or an architect role and this is going to happen within this month i think he's i told like, him in the month money. of march he's, uh, he's uh, laughing at you he's like yeah sure, and well. he sent me a shocking uh, shock smiley and it took him it took him it took him some time to uh, come out of the shock to be honest so maybe <laughs> if you're watching this accuracy is better than you did it yeah, yeah. When, they, when they call what kind of placements they're going to make yeah hey um can i ask something there to the three of you because i actually kiran that's the opposite of what i was reading online and everybody told me all my career everybody told me do as many interviews as possible to get practice just do the shotgun approach do it something people say i i do 30 applications a week and 15 mm-hmm. interviews and i also kind of tried it at some point in my career he's doing the exact opposite he's like you can't, sniper, right? he's being very targeted 
Yeah, like you, it's possible. Like you, if you apply to like a hundred thousand different jobs, like you're probably going to get one for sure. But it's more like think about what's the best use of your time. Like, do you want to be there filling out all these applications and maybe get one where if you're just a bit more tailored, you could have maybe gotten three interviews instead of ten. But the three are like you will be happy in these jobs. Whereas yeah, in those ten, it's like. We're gonna to have to see six and you, months. And you lose it, and you lose that spark. Right? I'm gonna leave again, right? You lose that. So. You lose that spark because after you've interviewed for the fifteenth yeah. time, you're literally then going through the motions and just giving interview answers. What Kieran said and what Johan, I can see between you guys, is a natural chemistry, man. And that's where you've just got to be yourself, right? Because in interviews, you can fake it till you make it, and then you can start. And everything that you said that you could do goes out the window, right? So uh, I think I think being targeted, being tailored, it shows that you actually put some thought into it and you should get the return if it's tailored. But yeah. if you're just aiming at everything and hoping that you're going to get one job out of it, that job that you applied for, the one you do get out of the 30, probably isn't the one that you wanted anyway. It was just something yeah, that you, aim, you aimed at. Yeah, it's like you can be you can be landing in a wrong place as well, which which will make the situation even a lot hard, harder. Not only how, for you, how for, bad would it be? For, how bad would it be, right? You come to Germany for the wrong opportunity, and this is something that I wanted to say to you, ask you as well, Kieran. Did that ever go through your mind? Like, because we've spoke to many. I know Alice and me and Mao have spoke to people who have relocated, risked everything, and it wasn't what they thought, and then they've gone back, which is fine. But there's a lot of time and money spent in that and you know up and moving so for you what were the three things that had to the job had to have for you to be like okay i'm gonna take this is there anything specific you look for in a company or in a role that you could give advice to others yeah amy so uh one of the very first factor that i had in my mind is not to compromise for the role like you can get a your favorite location you can get uh, your preferred uh, salary, your preferred compensation. But at the end of the day, the job that you do on a day-to-day -day basis defines you, defines your peace of mind, defines your satisfaction, everything. So one thing that I was very particular about is to make sure that I'm getting the role that I was looking for, either to be on the designing part, maybe kind of a senior developer, kind of a lead role, if not, if better, it's an uh, be an architectural. So I was very particular about it, and I was having no compromise on that. To be honest, so that was one thing that I had in my mind. Rest, rest, it will fall, fall in place. I, I'm not at all worried about it. Each and every organization is different. Each and every city is different. You're going to face the challenges. I completely understand. And coming from a very different uh, culture, very different uh, background, it's going it, it's going to be difficult. There is no uh, denying that. But the primary focus that I had, a good uh, role, that's it. It can be in a startup, it can be in an MNC, it can be anywhere, but the the first thing that uh, came to my mind is the role. And you didn't if want to sell yourself short, right? You didn't want to sell yourself below that, 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 right. that level exactly. that you thought you were at, because we see that a lot. I think, I don't know if you see it, Johan, but when you get, not desperate, but when you think that you just need to get to a country or you need to just relocate, you'll accept a role that's lower than what you know you're capable of just to get there. And then you think to yourself, once I'm here, maybe I can then start looking for something better, but that might never happen. So I don't know if there's any advice in that, but you stuck to your guns and you 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 made sure that you actually got the role that you wanted to get. Because again, we've seen it where you see so many people come over as expats and they, they work as a developer and they're an architect. And it's like, yeah, oh, true. You know, true. And one more point that, True. One more point that I would like to add is like my previous
previous organization the brand of my previous organization also helped me a lot because uh, i i completely understand that in, at the end of the day the value that you're going to add the skill set the experience that you're going to bring but at least to get the first look the brand that you represent will also have a say since i was working in salesforce the uh, people who uh, interviewed me also felt quite happy that a person who was working in the uh, product organization from the salesforce themselves is trying to come to our organization so it's going to bring lot of expertise lot of uh, brand awareness lot of ideas lot of uh, at least a good understanding of the platform if not great so they have a certain perception about the brand which is quite common which is natural right you cannot ask someone to ignore the brand and continue the interview that's not going to happen. happen anyway so there will be certain uh, expectations and you also have to make sure that you live up to the expectation in the interview and after the interview that's a separate uh, story altogether but the point that i'm trying to make is these factors also help me a lot and uh, apart from skill set salesforce being a platform where the importance is also given to certifications so uh, we we uh, talk about the merits the merits of certification that's a separate topic altogether but if you are backing your skills with the certification and vice versa then certifications is not a bad thing to uh, have at all because i was applying for a kind of a design role and i had application architect at that point of time so i, I completed the certifications which will certainly help in an architect role so uh, backing up the skill with certification combined with the brand value at least made sure that they I mean the organization thought okay this guy this guy can be uh, worth trying for let us at least interview him we have certain expectations from him let's see whether he is living up to his potential or not i don't i don't want to put you on the spot here kieran but with someone like johan as a mentor or as someone you're going to be working with any aspirations of getting to cta because we do know germany needs a lot more ctas than Yeah, because right? yeah the first <laughs> conversation that we had i had with the johan uh, revolved around cta because at that uh, point of time johan was a system and application architect and he was preparing for cta and i was preparing for application architect so our uh, discussions were around that as well like we were the uh, the main motive of simas to empower people and empower budding architects so that was the initial conversation that we had and johan is well ahead of uh, I mean i was thinking okay maybe i should catch up with <laughs> johan some day uh, in the application with a system architect and maybe i'll get a chance to uh, uh, prepare with johan for cta but now he's a cta coach so maybe i'm i'm going to uh, send him a separate application to uh, to be my cta <laughs> mentor <laughs> so he's he's way way ahead and it's good like it's no, you no, also no. get a lot of confidence that okay someone who you, you interacted with someone who shares similar ideas and thought process and similar work ethic is uh, is able to push himself <laughs> and reach certain <laughs> place <laughs> and reach a certain place then you, that will also rub off no. uh, uh, on you Johan you've got to be the youngest CTA in Germany right no nah, no nah. No, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. No, um, we do, actually we don't interact. There is not a secret CTA um, stammtisch. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to be honest. I'm more more connected to the Indian Salesforce community than to the German one for some reason. Um, you know, I, this is just something you're natural. Mate, to you're me. you're global anyway. Like I think even in the UK, I, people know you, Johan. You're global. But not dude. not West Coast USA. I have to say they have a really weird time zone. 
No, man, there, there's people who there's people who know you do. <laughs> no, but I want I want to say something out here. I see. Yes, people sell themselves short. This is true, um, especially for expats because you know they think they have to start somewhere. True, but I also see the opposite. Um, let's say somebody said, "Hey, I want to be a team lead because oh, I wasn't that mistake. I want to be not a team lead, but I want to have a leadership um, role. But I never have shown that I have my leadership. So what Kieran did, he never worked as an architect, but he showed. So if somebody interviews with me and says, I want to be a solution architect, I would ask immediately, what did you learn about architecture yesterday? Good question. Don't say what you want to be, show what you try to do. And this is what Kieran showed a year ago. He started, he did the certs, he joined Saima, he did some presentations. He is putting in the work. You have to invest first. I think this Guys, is- talk, talk, talk to us about Saima a little bit if you can, because obviously for the people that don't know, it, it, it exploded massively <laughs> and started as a 15 15- kind of person group with Kieran and you guys in it. Talk us through where it's at now and, and what you guys start. What What is Saima? Can people join it freely? And yeah. how, can, okay. it ha- um, it how was, can it help others in the It was about 12 months ago that I posted on LinkedIn, I look for study partners for the CTA. This was it. <laughs> and I think I had like three or 400 comments on it. So then we thought, hey, there is something to it. So apparently people... <laughs> and ever need... There's a need, and and then we have like a monthly meeting, and Kieran also supported us there, where we, as now the, the leadership with is with Mira, Niha, and Lilis, the three future CTAs, um, where we say in a monthly meeting, let's talk Salesforce architecture, really deep architecture stuff, not so much from a technical point of view. We want to say we are not the best techies. More of a strategic point of view, how to design, decide on the right reporting. Um, check us out on Meetup. Um, just get involved. Always check us out. for. We always look for presenters. We look for hosts. And I think this is what Kieran also ex- um, experienced with us. We at Saima believe everybody should have a chance. If you want to present at Saima, you don't have to prove anything. You, you tell us you want to present, you present. That's it. We don't even check beforehand about your presentation. Exactly. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just because you do your thing. Yeah, I am the example here because I reached out to Johan in LinkedIn. Uh, I told him like I have something in mind that I can uh, share with Saima. Without uh, having any uh, further questions, he said, "Okay, let's let's connect uh, uh, sometime next week and we will talk about it." I told him on the very first call, like this is going to be my first public presentation. Even though I had presentations of a very small scale, this is going to be my first global kind of a global meet, and he supported me a lot. Like we, I think the first topic that we touched upon is related to sharing and uh, Apex managed sharing. Yes. Right? Yeah, and so <laughs> it was quite a quite an amazing session to be honest. And the uh, group. Uh, uh, expanded just like anything because uh, I remember joining one of the uh, latest uh, uh, meetups and uh, I couldn't believe okay this is the same group that uh, I started with Johan like we were just 15 members and the participants I mean uh, the speakers were very uh, reluctant like no, not many people were coming forward to present like we were asking for a lot of uh, presenters but now we are getting people from uh, people across the globe presenting on wide variety of topics to be honest so we, we are quite happy uh, uh, seeing the growth of Saima and like it's I'm damn sure that it's going to add a lot of value in the future as well it's uh, helping a lot of uh, people who are in the CTA path and few people who may be thinking like whether uh, CTA is actually a good thing for me or not are getting clarity when they attend Saima uh, meetups mm-hmm. so and, uh, yeah. I want to say something here what Kieran did and what helps for everybody is step out of the shadow if you want to be an architect or if you want to be a leader you have to be comfortable public speaking 
Or biggest, biggest skill gap in Salesforce, in my opinion, is being able to present and public speak efficiently where you can actually mo motivate and actually guide and explain it to an extent that the whole room understands it and people can see the value. But I think for me, that's the biggest gap, that, that communication piece. Yeah, in tech in general, I would say. But look, this has been this has been great, guys. I think there's a lot of pieces here that people who are going to relocate or looking to go somewhere new can take with them and, and improve. I, I want to maybe finish this off by asking both of you um, if you guys have any tips, like maybe even two or three tips each for somebody who maybe is like Kieran, for example, going to somewhere new. Quick three tips as to as to what you would give somebody who's looking to move. And then, Johan, we can even maybe go specific to Germany. Three quick tips on what you you think if somebody wants to move to the country, get into the Salesforce ecosystem, what kind of three tips would you give them? Do your research. So I would say start with LinkedIn, open LinkedIn, say German or Berlin Salesforce, contact the first five people, ask them, can we have a 30 minute chat about and just talk? Whatever, mm -hmm. know what exactly what Kieran did. Like just talk. Get into yeah. ask people, what is it, what do you work on? What did you do last week? What do you do tomorrow? Get a feel how these people communicate, how they act, what are their values? Like, do your research. Yeah. Talk to Maurizio, talk to, to, talk, <laughs> to, talk to your local headhunter, no, seriously. I mean, you know that I do this kind of questions always. Get all your homework. Um, second is about Germany in particular, do your certifications. Yeah. And don't lie to us. <laughs> don't, don't get someone else to do the certification on your behalf you do yes. the certification <laughs> sometimes in my old job we gave out homework you know yeah. you know it's i actually like jobs who gave out homework i like to do the homework and somebody faked it we notice it's not that we, you know it takes me exactly one question to notice if you didn't do your homework yourself i just so, so, yeah, no, but also when you have a certification and then say, I did the marketing cloud certification, but I've never worked on marketing cloud. Done. Great. Simple Pitch. way of putting it, right? Honest. Simple way of just being honest, but saying I still did the cert, so you can still give me some credit, theoretically, but practically, I need a little help. Give me a project. Give me something. This is, like, this is actually more valuable than somebody who says, I have the marketing cloud cert, I, give, I ask a question, the, peop, the person can't answer. Man, there's nothing worse that we find, honestly, man. No, it's like you they, they have one certain, it's like I'm a specialist in this area. And it's like, describe that. I mean, specialist is a very, for <laughs> me, if you're going to use that term, you know, you really need to know your shit and come prepared. And I remember one guy went into an interview and he literally went in with the biggest ego because he had this one certification, won't mention the cert. And the guy just uh, battered him, like obliterated him in the interview because he wanted to prove a point as an interviewer that you should never come in with that attitude that just because you've got the cert that you think that that's going to be enough to be able to pull the wool over my eyes or the interviewer's eyes and and the third thing i take away from kieran actually i notice is focus on on i combine it with marketing focus on your two or three strong points yeah and work on them in this was he likes to be a team he's proactive he likes to study he's focused these are his strong points not not his English, not his German. No, let's be honest there. He's not an experienced architect. So focus on the strong points, write your CV short and precise. The CVs have to be short and precise for German, I would say. Or yes. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I would say just short, precise CV, and then you can always have like a project list that follows, right? With some more details. Exactly. I, I, I always find it weird in Germany, though, with the picture and how's that, how that's <laughs> a culture. 
thing because you get you get some amazing pictures where they really take it to the next level. And we've seen some we've seen some beauties, right, guys? Like we've seen some beauties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't do the picture anymore because I get your point. I I, I know what you mean. I, it has to be at least eight years old. Yeah. At least yeah. there's a rule. I you didn't know that yeah. there's a law about that. From the days, like your best years basically. Like yes. everyone <laughs> University graduation, maybe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Three quick tips that you would uh, you know give to someone who was in your shoes just a few months back. Sure, sure. The first thing that I would say is uh, self-belief. Uh, you have to uh, understand that you have the required skill set and you have all the values that any organization has. You have to have the self-belief and you have to introspect yourself and understand like if there are any gaps in terms of technical skills, in terms of interpersonal skills. And if there is any, you have to work on it. There is no short, shortcut for hard work at all. No! And, and what's the shortcut? <laughs> Give me three shortcuts to success. And say, Kira, three. And, and in this age, like you are as good as your network. Yeah. So it's not network, it's net worth. So you have to make sure that you have a vibrant network. It's not like just number of connections. It's not like you have 8,000 connections, you are well connected. No, you have to add a lot of value to them. And you, you should also make sure that you are contributing to the community without expecting anything. Things will fall in place. Never worry about it. So have a very good network and very be open-minded. Be, be open-minded in the uh, job search. Make sure that you're putting in all the right effort at the right time and make sure that you fix the target before putting even an ounce of effort. So that is more important. Targeted search and hard work so the great network will certainly take you places. Love that. Love there that. You there you go. I don't. I want to have three shortcuts. One <laughs> 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 always has a couple of those up his sleeve where he can where he can uh, where he can pass them and help us out. But no, guys, thanks for 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 joining us today. To everyone watching, thanks for for continuing to watch Careers in the Cloud. Um, if you need any help, you're looking to relocate, definitely talk to Johan, talk to Kidon. If you're interested in Saima, speak with both of them. Um, they can hook you up, maybe get you guys involved in some of those events too. If you're up for and if you're, uh, and if you're in Berlin, watch out for these two. When when Kieran, when Kieran arrives, watch out for these two. They're going to be trouble, dangerous yeah. combination. And if awesome. you con if you contact me, I will anyway forward you to um, Alice, Hemi, or Maurizio. So don't even bother. Just contact them directly. It's just. No, honestly, I've been working with Maurice, you know, for the last couple of years um, as he is my, let's say, mentor, actually, in the selfless world. And yeah, come on, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Um, he never made a cent of your uh, money off me and he still helps me every single day. So please contact the three of them. Thank, Thank you very much you. for all you do for the community.